Disclaimer, the following Boundless Pub Trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. Rolling South. Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S., from Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Track, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts. What just happened? I don't know. I'm scared. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Boundless Pod Trap. Uh, I am your host, Lonnie. Fucking guy. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, <laughs> why is your pants down? Just don't worry about my business. Well, uh... I am Justin, yeah, another host. And that's so Jeremy. Just jump over. He's here. He's in the corner. Yeah, he's... We put baby in the corner. <laughs> we put baby in no corner. Uh, now you put baby in the corner. <laughs> is, that, yeah. is that baby's voice? <laughs> that's my Patrick Swayze <laughs> yeah. impression. Huh. Mine, my, mine's so much better than yours. My Patrick Swayze impression. This is going to be, if you're even going where I think you're going, is it a... don't do it. <laughs> do you, do you want to hear it? Don't do it. If it's offensive, I'm not. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not even going to do it then. I feel like it's it's just another Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You don't know me. Oh, man. Do it then. Do it. Fine. Is that? Nobody puts the baby in. Oh, my God. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Cut his mic now. Okay. That's all I thought he was going to do. Oh, Welcome but- to the Battles Podrap, everybody, where nothing makes sense and none of your answers are worth any points. Boom. Episode 12, kicking it off. We're already into November. This is crazy. Right, yeah. Speaking of which, congratulations to both of you guys for making it through Sober October. Yeah. It was amazing. Now we're, now we're into No Nut November. <laughs> Should be easy on my part. Phil. <laughs> no Nut. You know, and, and, and for all the people in the Midwest who uh, who listen to this podcast, the Nebraska Cornhuskers have a better record than the Iowa Hawkeyes this year so far. Hawkeyes are... 0-2, Huskers are only 0-1, so suck it. Normally, I would talk all day about Husker football, but nope. I'm not <laughs> I'm not supporting sports being played, nope. not during a pandemic. No sports ball in this in this state. Nope. Hmm. All the freaking Nebraska fans. Why? You know, and that is one thing, like, Got him. people... People always gave crap to Nebraska fans about being whiners and stuff like that. And I always defended them, but they are. They are the biggest bunch of whiners out there. I don't consider myself that kind of Husker fan. They're whiners the- just like the Nebraska football team is, too, because... Check the comment section they, of this We one. can't play football because, wham. You know what? There's a reason why you weren't playing football. But it just shows if you whine, you can get what you want. So That's not true at all. I whine all the time, and I'm still not six foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> You can get platform boots. Yeah, this is true. That's you didn't wear any platforms just uh, last week? Halloween? I don't, I don't wear platforms, no. 
What did you do for Halloween? I uh, made a heart, which is sitting right there in the middle of the table. That's what that is. Yeah. It looks icky poos. It, it, it's cool, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Mox handed out candy. Um, I ate a whole bunch of Reese's to try to save the, the kids of the neighborhood from I having do, peanut allergies. I do kind of wonder about, like, certain people who hand out candy. Like, yeah. when they see, like, their kid coming with their parents and stuff, I'm like... And I'm kind of self-conscious about that because I took my my daughter's trick-or-treating around my brother-in-law's, you know, in, like, a little Richard area. And it's like, you know most of this candy's for me, right? Right. Yeah, having small kids, it's like we got so much candy for Mox because we took them to all the the neighbors we know and all the people. And they're like, oh, have them take this candy. And I secretly am like, yeah. Yeah, I think I gave it away, too. all that candy. You guys like, hey, do you want an Almond Joy? You wanted that one? Okay. Or a Reese's peanut butter? You know, you guys what the fuck is an Do you know joy? that you can just go to the store and buy candy yourself? Yeah, yeah but we're but trying you to avoid know, the buying But part. you know free candy tastes a lot better than, yeah. than bought candy. And sometimes right? you get prizes inside. Razor blades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how much X is nowadays? <laughs> when you guys went were, went trick-or-treating when you were younger, did you do pillowcases? Did you have the bucket? or what Oh, did pillowcase you? all pillowcase, the way. You yeah. get so much more candy in there did you uh did you enjoy like you know halloween candy had a certain smell like opening up that bag and like sticking <laughs> oh, yeah. your head in there and just taking a nice big whiff of that all that candy together no because generally i always just took my pillowcase off my pillow so i didn't enjoy the smell at all <laughs> i liked mine i had you licked a, yours I, I liked my oh okay i got gotcha. you you know you know what always used to crack me up about halloween is is like your parents would go through your candy just to check to make sure there was no drugs in your candy. One of two things. One, like no one's gonna waste drugs right. on a bunch of kids. That shit's not. Yeah, cheap. It's now not it's, cheap nowadays. Well, they yeah. wouldn't. But back in the day, if it's if it's expired, like if you've had like a dime bag for over a few months, I mean, like it's lost its potency. And two, it just made me realize that all of our parents were druggies because they're hoping it's in there so they can be like, "Ooh, free cracks." <laughs> Not mine. Were they marked like a special way? I don't know. They're just like, I better have, ooh, free crack day. Isn't sugar crack already? Yeah. Crack okay? Sugar. You ever try sugar or PCP? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mitch Hedberg. Yes. I, I don't think there's been a day that goes by where I don't quote at least Mitch Hedberg once or twice, you know? It's like, that is probably my most quotable, you know. What's your favorite Mitch quote Hedberg. of his? Dude, I, I don't, I'm very situational, so I think it just has to, like, right now, maybe, fuck. Well, that, that, that was, was a good joke. Yeah, that was a good one. There's there's two that stand out to me, and they're just, all of his jokes are just so stupid, but it's like, they're, they're just they're funny. Throw like, away one-liners, like that's it. The, <laughs> the one that I think stands out to me the most was, he's just like, I cannot wait for my set to get over because I have a roll of lifesavers in my pocket and pineapple is the next flavor. <laughs> <laughs> the way he, like, announces or overly announces, announce, it is the next flavor. Yeah. <laughs> do you think uh, maybe talks like that. you think maybe he did one-liners because he couldn't, like, fully remember his set list? I think he, con- no. I think he was 100% acting. I you think, think so? I, think I, don't, all, I thought it was I don't, legit. I don't think he was really that nervous and oh, I, jittery. There I was think. definitely no nerves it's in like it. But I, him well, and like Stephen Wright, her really Stephen sad. Wright was yeah. fucking amazing. It's just one liners, just I, that I, delivery. I, I think, yeah, the one liners and stuff was. I, but I just I don't think that he was how he he just appeared like 
shy and like jittery like he just like got done smoking a bowl or whatever i think that was all in the act oh speaking of comedy uh my wife is mad at you why that what i do because you know she was scrolling through some something and she's like joe coy is coming on the 14th yeah and i'm like ah i'm gonna be filming and she's like cancel it first off the 14th was not my choice. The 14th was that guy's choice, and it was it was it was the only choice that could work. It was for the only everybody. choice. She so. hates Jeremy for something else, and we can't figure it out because Zora won't specify. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> just no Jeremy. Your your da- your daughter is warmed up to me. <laughs> but what the fuck is that? <laughs> Why do you always got to go there? <laughs> my, my daughter's warming up to you. Ugh. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Just women have trouble warming up to Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Fine. Truth. Fine. She's five. The f- Quit talking like that's. I don't even. I don't like jokes like that. Oh. That's not. <laughs> that's not cool. <clears throat> Pedophilia is not a joking matter. No, it is not. You can touch a file, but you can't. <laughs> Pedophile. Yeah. Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> what did you do for Halloween? I worked. Oh, that sucks. Well, well, I every day is Halloween. For I you, manage man. a Halloween department, so yeah, I work till about. 6 six thirty, and then uh i went uh, over and uh hung out with my niece my sister my mom and my aunt and we didn't take my niece out trick-or-treating what we that did sounds delightful what we did was we all went in different rooms of the house and had my niece go to each room and like knock on the door and then we'd give her candy you just robbed her from a awesome experience no i we, you know we just we yeah i think trick-or-treating as a as a practice will change it well shit it kind of already has are you talking about due to covid or yeah Yeah. there there was nobody in my neighborhood like driving home from work i had to go through the neighborhood next to my work didn't see a single group of people out trick-or-treating yeah most of the porch lights were off um and then my neighborhood was the same way there was there was nobody yeah, there's a few people doing Zero. like the social distance trick or treating type of thing. They had like the PVC going from the garage all the way down to the, the, the sidewalk. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Like you, you guys are way down there. Like my daughter's two years old. You drop a Butterfinger, a king size or something. You know, by the time it gets to the bottom, it's gonna hit the floor. It's gonna jerk. Well, her. that that tube thing to me, I mean, it doesn't make any sense because you still they it. handled it and they slid it down yeah. the pipe to you, so it's. Right same thing i mean it's social distancing yeah but they're not breathing on your yeah kitties i i i think in the the town my parents were in i think we maybe did 15 kids <laughs> and we broke every rule cause like if they were cute little kids we were we were handing out stuffed animals as well because my my dad's a <laughs> my dad's a crane machine junkie uh, I hated those. and he gets like six or seven a week because for some reason he was a heavy heavy equipment operator most of his life so for some reason he is a crane machine god where does he go that little steak that little steakhouse we went to oh and he'll go in there and like every time we go over to his house he'll have like 10 of them and he's like go ahead and pick one go (laughs) pick a couple for mox i used to be really good at those crane machines when i was like Three or four. Three or four, when and also lying. When they didn't have the flap. <laughs> Just so that, crawl up in there. Yeah. But, yeah, so all the little cute kids, we give them candy and a stuffed animal. Did you tell them that? Like, oh, you're cute. You get a stuffed animal. No. And then the kid behind them, you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, you fuck you. Twigs. But they're wearing masks. No, the, the, the kids who weren't cute, we gave them a popcorn ball. 
There's a few. Like, I saw a, a Valak out there. Nice. I was like, wow. Hey. What did your girls dress as? Uh, a ninja. One. And, and Elsa. An Elsa ninja. Elsa ninja. <laughs> one of them was a hand-me-down. I was like, we're not another one. She won't remember. Plus, she likes ninjas anyway, so. Nice. We cool. Well, um. So, what? what's one of your guys' favorite Halloween stories from growing up? Do you have anything that's stuck in your head? Like stories that somebody told me or stories of something that happened? Something that happened to you. Like what's what's oh, one man. of your Halloween I mean, memories? For me, it's uh, the 10 years that I turned my parents' two-car garage into a haunted house. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it got popular. I just it, So my dad is the one that got me into Halloween. He would decorate our, our yard every year. And actually, I remember, I don't know how old I was, but at his work, some guy gave him this little spinning motor that you ran off of two D batteries and my dad fixed like a wooden dowel to it and then put a styrofoam head on it and a mask and built a box around it and it was this wolf mask that was just spinning around and we had it on our porch when trick or treaters was coming and everyone was like oh that's cool so the next year my dad built a body for it and the year after that he built a coffin for it and it got more and more elaborate every year and then it was just like you know I'm waiting for him to start decorating for Halloween one year and he's like yeah I'm not doing it he's like I'm passing the torch down to you and so I was like well you know I gotta do things bigger and better so I asked my parents if I could turn the garage into a haunted house and they said yes and you know I just it was so fun because I got friends involved in it and my whole family like my mom my sisters aunts they all played characters in it I would write it out I'd build it um, but I just enjoyed the the one memory that sticks out to me, and this might be a boring story to you, but I it's one of those things where it made you feel good because it's like um, my my dad or my brother in law had the chainsaw and they were Leatherface, and I had mm-hmm. a machete and it was Michael Myers, and you know you have a scared person in the group. Well, one of the guys is like, "Hey, that girl over there, she's scared by the car. You, can you give her an extra scare?" So we lined up alongside of my house. And he revved up the chainsaw, and he came running, and I was behind him wielding the machete. And it's like, as I'm running towards this girl, no emotion on her face. And I'm like, okay, I feel like a fucking idiot because we're trying to scare her. And then all of a sudden, just snap of a finger, her face turned to terror, and she took off running. We have a park with a bunch of trees next to the house there, and she just took off and kept going and going, but... Boring. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I knew you were going to press something like that. I was expecting the boo, but he asked a question and I answered. Yeah. I think my favorite Halloween memory, and I can't remember what haunted house. It might have been Scary Acres when it was still good. Um, no, I, it might not have been. It was a it was a castle, but it was also, it had a corn maze. Sounds like Scary Acres. Okay, it might have been Scary Acres, but this was... Man, I think we were 17 or 18 years old, so it was way back in the day. Me and a girl I was dating at the time, and my buddy Kyle and a girl he was dating at the time, and our friend Tom Gibbs, and I'm I'm saying his full name because anyone who knows Tom Gibbs will 100% know that this is a factual story who have met him. So we were we went out to this haunted house. We first stopped at Family Fun Center when it was still on. When it was still when on it was, 72nd. Was family Fun Center. Right. was good. Yeah. And uh, we we got all hyped up from there. And we went out to this haunted house. And the two things that happened here 
was uh, we're walking through the corn maze, and Tom's maybe five seven, maybe a buck sixty at the time, and we're walking through this corn maze, and just Tom randomly screams at the top of his lungs, "I'd feel bad for somebody who comes out of this corn and scares me." I'm six foot five and have arms like tree trunks. And about that time, two people jump out from each side and scare him. And he loudest scream I've ever heard. And he fucking takes off running. And and that was fun. But we're walking through this this castle thing, and we get out, and you can see a plate on the ground. Obviously, someone's gonna pop out of that plate. So we're all kind of giggling, knowing what's gonna happen. And we see Tom kind of bundle up in his coat like pull the straps because he's got a longer coat on and uh we kind of get up close and nothing happens to us and all of a sudden we see the hatch pop up right in front of tom and he darts into his coat with one hand in one way and darts in this coat the other way and pulls out half of an air horn and the nozzle and starts screwing it in from probably me to you away which is roughly three feet and starts screwing it in in front of this barely teenager's face and you can just see the kid's eyes start growing and recognition about what's going to happen and all of a sudden we take off running (laughs) we take off running because we know someone's probably going to jail and all of a sudden we hear that fucking thing go off and we turn around and look and he's five inches from this kid's face blowing that air horn for like a solid two minutes if I worked there and somebody did that, we would have escorted them the fuck out of oh. there by their neck. Oh, they did. They did. <laughs> that sounds ouchies. Oh, man. I felt so sorry for that kid, but just the slow motion of, like, you would see in any, like, mobster movie or gangster movie, like, the reach into the coat and pull out the gun. He did it, and a fucking air horn popped out that none of us knew anything <laughs> about. So we're like, oh, God. Putting the pieces together, like, what? Yeah, and oh. it's just the eyes of recognition of, oh, this ain't good. And we fucking knew it. We took off as fast as we could. And that was the days I didn't have asthma attacks from walking up <laughs> 20 steps. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I used to volunteer at Mystery Manor, which was a pretty cool place. Uh, right next door to it, they had, like, an appliance center. They sold, like, washing machines and stuff. And I used to climb up on top of that and for my the character – Guess who? Guess what I dressed up as? Uh, a Asian monster. Close, a uh, half Asian undead dude. Because Brandon, um, the crow, and I would climb up on the top of that and jump off. And I did that like a few times the night, you know, when I was volunteering there. And after a while, I'm like, I'm volunteering for this. I'm not getting paid to jump off this building. They didn't even ask me to do it. I was just doing it to, you know, excite the crowd and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh my god. But yeah, most of my Halloween's was just. Dressing up like the crow and going hanging out in the cemetery with my best friend, but but younger, be, before that, when like when I was living with my parents and stuff, with my mammy and my pappy, mom and Paul, your mommy and peepee, your mimi no. and peepee, <laughs> mimi, um, not necessarily a memory, but like a um, uh, call it a technique, um, <laughs> something that I used to I, do. I generally don't say mom and technique in the same sentence, but you do, you boo. <laughs> oh. You don't love your mom then. <laughs> I guess I don't. No, but uh, I would dress up, you know, in my Halloween costume, whatever that was. But and I normally I would wear a coat because it used to snow back when we went trick or treating way back. So you were a Spider Man with a fucking coat on. Yep, most likely like a Tasmanian Devil or 
Dracula. Never mind. But anyways, uh, instead of like as as they go up to the houses and get more candy, I would take some of the candy and put it like either in my coat or pants or something like that. Because my fuck, I, I grew up kind of like bobbing for apples in a in a bit of a strict family. Because like by the time I got home, they're like, nope, candy in the in the kitchen. You're not having any of it tonight. You know, you That's to, fair. Yeah, but I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just gonna go home upstairs to my room and snack on like these twenty things that I put in my underwear. <laughs> That's Icky's. Let's isn't, edit that out. Isn't it, isn't <laughs> yes. it kind of weird, like, thinking back when you were a kid, like, you had to ask permission to eat candy and stuff yeah. like that, and it's like, as an adult, you're like, fuck this shit, I can eat candy whenever the hell right. I want. Like, did, do you think that, that that made you a better person? Are your parents kind of being in charge of what you ate and when you can eat it? I think it did. Because, I mean, like, nowadays when kids just get whatever they want, like, they know they can get away with things. Yeah. You know, it's like... They'll start crying or making a fit in public, and it's if the the parent uh, rewards that negative behavior, like here, just use you know, watch this, shut up, eat this, and you know, here's some candy, and that takes us full circle back yeah. to the Huskers, it's like they whining <laughs> about football, and they get what they want, and it doesn't help anybody. It does not reward negative behavior. You get asshole kids. I remember one Halloween for some, I think we were really young, like maybe 12, 13 at a time. I was really into ghost. You're ghost. usually one of those ages. At, at yeah. Yeah. I'm really into ghost hunting. Like it was young and I was really, really into it. So I talked some buddies into going up to the, the local cemetery, which was on top of the hill. And we walked up there and we didn't expect to see any ghosts or anything, but they just installed like the, the lights that shine up on the headstones. It was like this new big thing. So they only had a couple on them. And uh, the way they were, they didn't have them adjusted yet. So the way one of the lights was, it was just shining on like half of a headstone. So all of us little kids were like, oh, it's a ghost. Because it was like one of the pewter headstones. <laughs> and then we all got on the bus and went to school the next day. And we're like, that thing's not there. It was a ghost. <laughs> Idiots. All of you. <laughs> Dumb kids. I just, I miss the feeling of, like, Halloween. Like, I, I don't... It being a thing? Yeah, like, it, it It felt special. And I don't know if I'm just so numb to it because I'm around it all the time right. because of my job, but it's like... And the fact that I, I don't get to really enjoy Halloween anymore. Like, I'm literally working all the time, and I don't get to go to, like, the pumpkin patch. I don't get to really do anything fun like that like i'm not saying my job isn't fun but i mean it's a job and you know it's it wears you out um but yeah i just remember days back especially when i do the haunted garage where it would just be like you know halloween was there it was halloween day and like the whole day was just excitement and then right. especially when i was doing the haunted garage and you'd have the line outside and the people and it's like i remember the end of the night like a like nice all crisp cool air and you know i'd sit down and just kind of rest because it was a lot of work to put that haunted house together and stuff but just sit down on the porch and just like look around and be like all right another halloween and it, it just felt like you accomplished something now i just feel like oh halloween's here halloween's gone it's very commercial these days too it's like mm -hmm. you, something's in and then it's out you know and back then you took your time and you respected your stuff you know and i got people on my blocker putting up christmas stuff before halloween even comes it's like it, it dampens right. my my 
spirit for it, if you yeah. will. I and I, I told myself this year that next year I want to really kind of get into Halloween and I want to decorate at home the yard. I want to make it look like a cemetery. Like I want to build mm-hmm. a f- cemetery fence, an arch, uh, foam like carve out of foam tombstones and stuff like that and just make a graveyard get some like zombie props and stuff like that i mean it all sounds like good and dandy like i'm gonna do that but then it's like reality hits when halloween comes around it's like oh i have to work i've got to work oh i gotta work this day i've got seven days in a row i have to work then i get a day off but this i have guy, to do this. just complain well it's just like yeah. it's just you the the excitement and energy like yeah i could be at work and i'm like yeah when i get home i'm gonna do this and then it's like once work is done, I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna do anything except sit. But I don't know. I, I wanna, I wanna have a fun Halloween, and right. obviously this year was not well, a fun it, Halloween. We, nothing and, would let us. But it's just like I, I wanna go to Vala's Pumpkin Patch. I'd like to do like a haunted house or something like that. I'd like to just be able to decorate and have fun with it. But you know, just the older you get, the harder it is to do. And I mean, having if you had kids, I could see that being as an excuse to where you can do things like that because you want to make sure that they have the experiences you had. But it's like I try to do that with my niece and my nephews. And, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to spend Halloween with my nephews this year because one of them was in a classroom at school with a kid who tested positive for COVID. So they all have to mandatory 14 day quarantine. So that's not the one. Nope. No. Oh. Well, Speaking of Halloween, let's kind of change gears and get in the meat and potatoes of this night. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is episode 12. This is episode is. 12. Whose episode is this? Hey, <laughs> Don't say it like that. Whose episode? It's my episode. Um, But it it's kind of not my episode. It's all of our episodes. Yeah. Because tonight we have a very, very special guest with us. We have David Howard Thornton with us tonight. For those of you who do not know who David Howard Thornton is, crawl out from what rock you are under. He is Art the Clown. He is what the fuck was that? <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't a honky. It was a honky. <laughs> yep. Can't do it. That was the worst sound effect ever. Yeah. Lonnie was doing such a good job building it up. I, uh, did I break it? You did, did I break you, it? You kinda of broke it Let's a little restart bit. Let's restart it. Okay. Uh David Howard Thornton is gonna be with us tonight. We're gonna pick his brain on literally anything we can we're going to talk about movies we're going to talk about theater we're going to talk about what kind of cereal he likes to eat we're going to talk about movies he's got that that's a little too personal uh, no no you don't talk about another man's cereal oh i do i judge people i'll daydream about a cereal do you eat the marshmallows before or after oh i do it at the same time baby You're one of those. Mm. <laughs> I think I we're going we're gonna to even try to play a game with him. We're going to play a game with him. Yeah, we're going to play it. And he's either going to join or he's going to listen. Boom. <laughs> that was kind of <laughs> mean. <laughs> Jeez. No, but, but yeah, wait, stay tuned for that. That is going to be so much fun. Um, and we're going to get to it right now. All right, everybody. It's what you've been waiting for. We are here. We're here with David Howard Thornton. How are you, sir? 
I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Oh, it's another beautiful day in the Midwest. It's hot here, actually, today. <laughs> it is. It's kind of crazy. It's, I have to walk in. That's crazy, because it, it, it's been a little chilly here. I mean, it's in like the low 60s right now, but it, it's been chilly for the past few days, so it got a little warmer today. Yeah, I mean, in the Midwest this time of the year, it being 60 is pretty crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm in t-shirt and yeah. shorts in, in 60, 50 degree weather. Right. I remember I used to take <laughs> I used to take trips or in the wintertime to Dallas. And it'd be like 65 degrees and everybody there's in like winter parkas. And I'm like walking around with my shirt <laughs> off in shorts. <laughs> I remember as a kid, I used to oh, go yeah, no kidding. trick-or-treating in the snow. And that hasn't happened in a few years. So, <laughs> Oh, my God, yeah. I remember a few years ago here in New York, we had uh, snow on Halloween, too. That was, that was, that was trippy. <laughs> I was like, what? No. Yeah. That happened a couple of years ago here, too. I remember I was taking my nephews out on Halloween and... It was snowing. I'm like, this is just a little trippy. I don't, I don't know that I like this. Yeah. So. Bad. Well, let's Bad. get in. Let's get into a little bit about your your background a little bit, David. Um, so you originally sure. started in uh, in stage work, didn't you? I did. Yes. Yes. I, oddly enough, considering what I do now, basically for a living, I, I started off doing a church plays. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and now I cut people in half. Hey, I mean, got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, start with the blood of Christ and just go to blood. <laughs> right? So having done both theater and film acting, I mean, I always tell people, because I work with a lot of uh, theater actors in the movies that I do, um, and I say there is a world of difference between oh, the two of them. And oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying one's more difficult or easier than the other, but which one mm-hmm. do you find more natural? Oh, gosh, I, I would say definitely stage because you can keep going with the scene. With, with, with film, you, you're, you're, you're filming like little chunks at a time, and then you're filming that same chunk over and over and over and over and over. So you, you don't have a constant stream of thought going on. You, you, can, you sometimes are in midstream of thought, and they're like, cut. Okay, let's do it again. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep a whole constant stream of emotions going on. And, you know, it's uh, that's why you know I like about stage. You could just keep going. Right. right. You have more of an ability to steer the audience. So, and that, that's like that. Oh, that definitely. gratification is like, oh, nice. I'm mean, like, they're, I'm doing oh, my job. Yeah. They're entertained. Oh yeah, especially especially with comedy, it's just like you, it's having that audience there is very beneficial because you know, you know, comedy is so subjective, and different audiences respond to different things. You know, so it's when you have an audience there, you know when the joke's working or when it's not working, and you can adapt on the fly. When you're filming, I don't know if this is funny because you know the crew can't laugh in the moment because they all got to be silent. So I'm like, oh god, do I just look really stupid right now, or is this funny? It's you don't have that instant feedback, and I usually, especially when I do comedy. I, I feed off of the energy of the audience. So when they're laughing, I give more because I'm like, ah, okay, yes. Oh, it pumps me up more. It's just a very, you know, almost like a parasitic or symbiotic relationship in a weird way. <laughs> and that was something that, that you did that I felt like the original Art the Clown, Mike, um, he brought to his performance, but that you magnified when it came to your interpretation of Art the Clown, you brought that humor aspect to it, especially the the cafe scene where you were able to <laughs> just bring it in. Now, when you were auditioning for that, was that something mm-hmm. that, that you brought to your audition, that humor? I, I did, definitely, yeah. 
it's it's my my audition is very interesting too because I I didn't have a script so I had to improvise a scene right on the spot and so that was interesting because all they gave me they just said I we want you to come up with a scene where you decapitate a guy and you're happy about doing it that's all they that. gave me oh, wow oh yeah oh yeah and and I I had the scene where I like cartoonishly just snuck up behind my victim knocked him out took out this like hacksaw and like sawed off his head picked it up tasted the blood didn't like the taste of it so I take out a salt shaker and I season it <laughs> and like taste again I'm giving it a thumbs up kind of bathing the blood and I skipped out on my merry way and that's that's what got me the part but you know I definitely brought that humorous aspect to the character into it and I think that's probably what helped me get the part yeah I'm and it's just so it's so freshening to have a new a new horror i guess you would say icon oh, in yeah, the slasher sure. genre that knows how yeah. to hit all those beats it it it's scary when it needs to be scary it's humorous mm-hmm. when it needs to be humorous it's it just clicks it hits all the boxes and i mean you might not admit it but as a horror junkie it's it's so great that that you filled that role Thank you. It's a hard, it's that's a, that's a hard line that we have to walk while we're filming this. It's something we're always keeping in our minds. We're trying not to be too campy with things. Oh, absolutely. And there will, oh yeah, yeah. You have to know when to be funny and when to be serious with things. And there will be times where we will do two different versions of the scene where I'll be, uh, I'll treat it more with a comedic edge, or I will treat it just more serious and scary and sinister. And, and there, are, there are sometimes where I wanted to take it with a, a comedic bent, and Damien's like, "No, let, let's let's do this more serious now." And, and I'm like, "Okay, cool," because you know, I, I trust in Damien what really works. He has a really good vision for you know how things should be perceived. And Damien, he's had the helm of Art the Clown for what? This is his fifth movie or fourth movie with Art the Clown because he did what ninth. Uh... Ninth Circle, the original Terrifier mm-hmm. short, is All Hallows Eve, and then the feature, is that correct? Correct. Well, well, Ninth Circle and the, the Terrifier short were basically put into All Hallows, All, All Hallows Eve. Okay. So yeah, so those, those were added into it. So in, in a way, yeah, the math kind of adds up. So yeah, but yeah, and then Terrifier two, which we're currently almost finished filming. So yeah, he's. He's been with this character for, you know, at least 10, 15 years. Now, when you're on uh, set filming as Art the Clown between takes, do you stay in character? Are you silent or do you do you talk no. To, to... No? No? Oh, yeah, they can never <laughs> shut me up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when Damien... Sometimes I'll be just in the middle of doing just being silly and stuff like that, and Damien's like, okay, let's roll. <laughs> So I respect that about you is like uh, coming from like theater and switching over to uh, film. It's like you don't come off as like a theater actor. So and you're mm-hmm. you're a, a huge like physical actor and it's amazing to watch you play. And like the 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 way you develop your character, like the way Art the Clown comes off to me, I guess how I would describe it is kind of like a. Marilyn Manson meets Mr. Bean type of. <laughs> it's it's you know, he's got that that 
bitchy look to him. It's like right on. Like he's he's totally different. Um, seeing mm-hmm. that Art the Clown, you know, cover the face of Net or not, oh Shutter and and Amazon Prime and all that. Like, is it real for you? It, it's it's pretty surreal for me still. It's just like I because in my head I'm still myself. Right. I'm still like the little the geeky kid from Alabama. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> It, it, it's it's still trying to set in and stuff like that. Right. Well, I, I love it though. It's just, it's cool. It's very cool though. I mean, that's where I was going to kind of go with my next question. Was I was going to ask you? Do you, I don't know that you you just don't give off that aura about you that you understand like how much of a horror icon Art the Clown has become over the last couple of years. Uh, I mean. I'm a manager of a my full time job is I manage a year round Halloween shop and. Mm-hmm. I ordered, cool. I, I think it was like a dozen Art the Clown masks this year. And uh-huh. I had to do a reorder because they sold out so quickly. And on, oh, wow. on Halloween day, this guy came in dressed up like Art the Clown. And I'm, I'm, this guy, he had it down. He had the trash bag, everything. I, I mean, I people, I, I, Art the Clown, I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to go up there and say it. He's up there with, Absolutely. you know, with Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, all of the those horror icons, and I just again, do do you don't really seem to think that, or do you? I I I, I don't know. It's like I, I have my moments. I just wonder. I, I like, and sometimes I am brought back down to earth. Like a few weeks ago, they I went to the uh, Spirit Halloween store a uh, few blocks down the road from me. I'm like, I want to go in there and just see if they have any terrifier costumes or anything like that. Because, you know, sometimes they, they, they carry the, the trick or treat studio stuff. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And so I went in and I'm walking around. I don't see anything. So I just even asked the guy, like, do you guys, have you guys carried anything with art, the clown here or anything with terrifier? And the guy working there is like, who's that? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh yeah, like oh, well, it's this movie called Terrifier. I'm actually the guy that plays him. He's like, oh, oh, that's nice. That's nice. I'll I'll have to go try to watch it somewhere then. (laughs) See, see, you prove you prove my point of why people should not shop at Spirit Halloween and why they should support local because (laughs) they don't hire the right people. (laughs) No, this guy had no clue. I'm like, yep, yep, this is sad. Oh, bless him. (laughs) <laughs> so, but it was very humbling at the same time. I'm like, okay, cool. That was that was a good like humbling moment for me. Where I'm just like, okay, yeah, don't don't get it big ahead, David. So, uh, veering a, a little bit away from Terrifier, we're 100 percent going to get back there. But Terrifier mm-hmm. isn't the the first filming that you've done in a clown outfit. You are actually the Joker in in the Nightwing mm-hmm. Resurrection and. I I absolutely love it. I'm a comic book nerd myself, so seeing you in that, and and I don't know if it was just your interpretation, but man, the Mark Hamill vibe coming off your Joker, honing the Hamill. Oh man, <laughs> it was you. All right, Mary. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it just it was amazing, and I, that's what I did today. Um, was just watched through that series, and it was. It floored me. Like, it was so good. And that was just Thank filmed you. for, was that just for online? 
Yeah, it was, it was just fan film. It's just a fan made. A bunch of us are just fans of the Batman universe, and we were all like, "Hey, let's just film some stuff just for fun and just put it out there." Yeah, that's what. That's how like, we none got of us made them. any money doing it. We're just like, "This is fun." Got a, got a free week, so made some movies. And... Fan films often do it better, anyways. I mean, providing right. they have the, yeah. the the quality value, the production value, and all that. I mean, like, you know, when yeah. Hollywood comes in and swoops something up, it's like, ah, yeah, you oh. guys missed out on a good chunk of the story. You're not oh, capturing like, everything. Yeah. Oh, so true. It, it, you, you get the people that really care about the source material. That's when you're going to get the better product. I was like, sure. I, I look at the guy that wrote the scripts for me for uh, Joker. I'm like. When I first read the scenes, when I had the audition, I just looked at the script on, man, this guy writes Joker very well. He understands how how he talks. Right. He understands his cadence and, you know, his, his humor and, and his, his ego. He, he really understood Joker's ego where, you know, he, he just, Joker likes to hear himself talk. Right. He's all about the big, huge exposition and the, just, the theatricality of everything. He just likes to brag. He's very, and, and that's what I really love about this, these scenes that they wrote. It's like, man, these are dark, but it's so, it's so well written. It's exactly how Joker would go about this. Cause that's, that's what drives me crazy with all the different film adaptations of the character. Like they have never done a true depiction of the, the Joker on screen, uh, you know, with live actors. It's just, you know, except back in the 60s with Cesar Romero but that was more in tune to like the Joker that time in the comic strip but they've never done one that's really mashed up to how he acts in the comic right his it's, actual it's, evolution it's, yeah with that being said yeah. which which version of the Joker of recent times do you like best who do you think did the, the best uh, job as Joker oh that's easy it's Hamill by car okay, okay. alright figured that oh, would be the that's answer that's yeah. easy easy <laughs> Well, easy because like he he understands the character and it's like that. What's really fun is to see the, the behind the scenes stuff and see him in the booth recording the lines. And he's not just sitting. He doesn't sit there and just read the script. He gets up and he's acting it out. Right. He his, becomes Joker there. Oh, it's so much fun to watch. So like that's he under in Mark understands the character. He understands his his psyche. Right. And and the, I love it because he doesn't play him as an insane man. He plays him as a man that is super sane, as I like to say. He's, <laughs> he's, he's on a different level than everybody else. Well, and that's what I think we were super lucky. Like, at our age, growing up with Batman, the animated series, it was just, like, we mm-hmm. got to experience that it, when we were the most susceptible to a good Joker. Like, mm-hmm. we had we had Jack Nicholson in, in the Tim Burton Batmans, which was, which yeah. I think he did a great job. But our Batman oh, yeah. was Mark was, Hamill. Yeah. But it was he didn't push Jack it. Nicholson, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, so. But like when you watch Batman and Sears, I didn't even know that was Mark Hamill for the longest time. Right. It, and you just. It's because he, he was so good. He just was someone else. Right. Like when Jack Nicholson played Joker, he was still Jack Nicholson. Right. Um. So I'm going to ask you this question. So. Obviously, like you were talking about like Mark Hamill and stuff like that. Who are some of the other like uh, role models that you looked up to in the acting world? Oh gosh, well you know uh, Doug Jones is definitely a big influence on me because you know we're we're so much alike physically, and and I always kind of I, back when I really learned about him back in the day, I'm like, man, I I like his career that he has. He plays these really fun characters, and he's got he's a skinny guy like me. I'm like, I would like to. 
I would like to go down that path. So he's he's definitely a bit a big inspiration for me. And we've actually met in real life and hung out together and stuff like that. And he's just the sweetest person. He is just. I think Doug Jones is what every human being should aspire to be. He is just such a great person all around. So yeah, he's oh, I love Doug. Love him. Doug, if you're out there listening, I love you. <laughs> he's our number one listener. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, it's but, funny. Uh, other than that, I'm, I would say like Jim Carrey, huge influence on me. Sure. Robin Williams, uh, Rowan Atkinson, who was Mr. Bean. Hmm. Um, of course. Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin from back in the day. Um, also, who I really learned a lot from because I was his understudy for five years with uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical, uh-huh. uh, was Stephen Carl, who played Robbie Rodden on Lazy Town. He was just an amazing physical comedian. Amazing. He, he really, he actually, I think, I believe he went to Clown College in Iceland, where he's from, and he was, he was just amazing and he he really helped take me under his wing and like help fine-tune a lot of my skills i learned so much from watching him and you know being his understudy that was your secret sauce huh Uh, helped develop yeah oh yeah i i i I put a lot of stefan into art um, on screen um when a script lands in your lap i mean i I like to understand people's processes. What is your process? How do you develop your characters? With me, I um, my thing. I usually try to figure out the voice first. That's how I've always been. I, I'm a voiceover actor, so like, well, that sucks. I, I always try to figure out how the <laughs> yeah. I, I, I try to figure out how the character will sound, and it just seems like with that, everything else falls in place. And when I try to figure out the character, I, I always go to different like people I would like to basically base that character off of in my head like cartoon characters or real actors or historical you know, I, I try to find frames of reference what, where to pull ideas from and, and sometimes I, I pull multiple places and blend it all together so that's, that's usually my process first find the voice and once I find the voice it seems like everything else just falls into place like the the mannerisms, the the way they stand, you know, their cadence, everything just seems to just fall in place. Did that did that affect in, you in any way? Since Art the Clown doesn't talk, um, everything, yeah. <laughs> every, everything having to be through your movements and actions, and mm-hmm. that that definitely did. And because of that, I had to go to other places where uh, other influences. But I did go with influences, and I, I looked at different um, silent film actors that I wanted to pull from. And, well, you know, from Chaplin, Keaton, you know, Mr. Bean, of course, uh, Marcel Marceau as well, you know, since he was a fantastic mime, even though Art is not a mime. <laughs> He's a silent clown. Silent clowns use props. Mimes do not. <laughs> That's the difference. Do, it's in his name, do Art the Clown. He's not Art the Mime. <laughs> just want to put that to rest. Because I get that question all the time. Is he a mime? No. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I, I did that. I, I, pulled, I also pulled from, like, you know, great um, movie uh, villains as well. So I pulled a lot from um, Freddy Krueger, of course. You know, his swagger, his you know, sense of humor about things. I pulled from a lot of you know, other, you know, I, I basically look at art as being like the fanboy of slasher icons. So there's a little bit of everybody in him. 
There's a little bit Jason, Mike Myers, Chucky, Leatherface, Pinhead, all those guys in art. So and also pulled from some great silent film actors. I like you know, of course, like Lon Chaney. I mean, he's oh, a great yeah. one. Just, uh, yeah, there, there was actually a moment when we were filming uh, part two. But I didn't even. I just did it subconsciously as a reaction to something that happened to me. And Damien just freaked out. He's like, "Oh my god, dude, that was such a Lon Chaney moment. Oh my <laughs> god, you've got to see this." I'm like, "What?" But like, yeah, no, that that was so Lon Chaney. Your reaction to that? I was like. Yeah, I I didn't intend for that, but wonderful. Right, <laughs> you're doing something right then. Yeah, I was like, that's a great compliment because he was a master of that. So you you brought up Freddie. Um, you said he's mm-hmm. one one of your favorites when I was talking to you. Um, so let's let's talk about this because we're gonna start. We started last episode our annual, um, or it's gonna be our annual uh, horror villain tournament. And we pitted six, mm-hmm. 60 of the best. And it, oh, came, wow. it came down to you and Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and again, I should stress, it's crazy. the Robert England version right. of Freddy Krueger. You beat out people like oh, Cthulhu, oh, uh, Dracula. You beat out people like... Oh, wow. Uh, well, Michael Myers, uh, both, all, all these both slashers. Of them, yeah. I mean, any wow. horror icon you can think of, you beat him out. Um, and you beat Freddy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think most of it is due to because we do not know the backstory of. Right. It's like, who is Art the Clown? It's like, we know (laughs) other people have weaknesses, and yeah. And and it was kind of weird because early on in the tournament, we had said it'd be kind of cool if Art the Clown and Freddy Krueger were the final round because they have a lot of similarities the more we were thinking Mm -hmm. about it. So um, I guess we're going to ask you since you did beat Freddy, how would Art the Clown have beat Freddy? Freddy Krueger. What what would your game plan have been going into a fight against Freddy Krueger? Oh my god! I, <laughs> I think Art would just freak Freddy the fuck out. He would just be like, he would, he would, he would do something just so morbid with one of his victims that Freddy would be like, "This guy's messed up." Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like you, dude, get away from me! I you. Like I do bad things, but you, dude, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, like the way we kind of put it, it's like we don't even know if Art sleeps. Like, and that kind of takes Freddy out of his game. Like when he's in, when he's in the real world, he's kind of a powder cake. Like Heather Langen can't beat him a couple times. Every you know, buck forty blonde female in the world could give him a run for his money. And Freddy loves Mm -hmm. to torture, and if. Art can't really even cry, <laughs> right. or, you know. It's it's no good. Yeah, for him. But yeah. That kind of that's that's true. You bring Freddy into the real world, he he loses his powers. Right. Oh, yeah. It kind of leads me to a a note. I want to. So my wife is kind of a. Know <laughs> <laughs> where this is going? My wife is kind of a you know uh, a metalhead you know bodybuilder type of you know physique you know she she's terrifying. Yeah, and she doesn't really flinch at much. <laughs> But watching Terrifier, I, this is like one of the first times I've seen her flinch, and I'm pretty sure you can guess what scene it was. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've heard from many women that see that scene. They're like, that made me hurt. Well, it made me hurt, and I'm not a female. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just yeah. want Thanksgiving. <laughs> you don't solve her somebody in half like that. <laughs> well, yeah, so- I, I, I think people were surprised with that scene. Well, since we're back on Terrifier, um, 
so the first movie when it came out, it got picked up, and you guys didn't have a theatrical release for that. It just went straight to festivals and then straight to to VOD and streaming systems. Um, do you Correct. do you guys plan on having a theatrical run for Terrifier two, or is it gonna also be just the VOD and and streaming? We're we're kind of debating all that right now because we don't have distribution yet. Okay, because we're, we're just wanting. To- you know, finish it first and we can get to distribution. So hopefully, you know, it'll be easier for us to pick up distribution this time than it was the first time because now, now we have some kind of clout behind us. You know, people know us now and they're like, Oh wow. Okay. But, um, it, it's, it's possible. We, I mean, we would love to be put in theaters, but it's, it's, first of all, you know, this whole thing with COVID, who knows? Oh, absolutely. And, and second of all, it's just the content of the film itself, you know, it is, if we were released in theaters, we'd probably have an NC-17. Yeah, right? pushing so. the hard R real hard. Ooh, very hard R. <laughs> it's harder than a pirate makes an R. It's just, ooh, just in the first five minutes of the, the film alone, Damien and I were talking when we filmed that scene, it was just like, we're like, yeah, this is going to get us an NC-17 rating just for this one thing. <laughs> nice. It's, it's just like, Oh my, it's brutal. It's brutal. And, and but, I mean, yeah, we would love to because it's it's one of these things that, you know, it, it's, these are the type of films you want to see with a big group of people. You don't want to just be sitting on your couch alone or just with your girlfriend at home watching this. You want to see this with a big crowd of people because everybody's reacting and having fun. Absolutely. So I, I think one of the ideas that uh, Damien has is doing a road show with it. Oh, nice. Like uh, kind of how like Kevin Smith did that oh, with yeah. the last uh, Jay and Silent Bob mm-hmm. movie. Right. Um, well, speaking of COVID, um, I want to talk a little bit about the dark offering. Um, oh and, yeah. And that, that's super great. Like we, we just finished filming about a month ago, a, a short film we did. And with the small mm-hmm. crew we had and the limited actors, it was still difficult to film on our end. So with oh, yeah. you guys filming a social distancing horror movie, how how was that? Was that an awesome experience being able to get back in front of the camera, but yet still yeah, feeling it, safe? It was. It was different though because like I, I wasn't in the same room with the other actors. We were having to interact over literally over Zoom with each other. Oh wow! Yeah, which is is different. And and all uh, what they did is I, I had uh, I did film at my place. I went over to uh, a friend of the director's because her, her, she had a much better setup and stuff like that. And, and um, they did my makeup, and then they went back to their apartment and because I, uh, who, who did my makeup, all, all, she's also in the film, so she had to go back and film her part as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and so I'm just there, and they're giving me directions over Zoom, and I'm like, okay, okay, let's try it this way and try it this way and try it this way. So it, it, was, it was definitely an interesting experience, you know, having to film over Zoom that way instead of actually having your fellow actors in the room with you and be able to, you know, interact with them that way. Man, that would it, – it's just such a new – I mean, there's been a couple movies. Uh, I, I guess I wouldn't even really call them good movies, but movies over that computer screen system with mm-hmm. the unfriended franchise, franchise and a couple other – Right. I think – it depends on how it's done. I mean, I mean I've been <clears throat> certain bands have been doing that, doing like tours and stuff or, or displays, you know, playing right. online, just trying to keep the yeah. entertainment alive. Yeah. Doing yeah. something with film is a bit of a challenge. It can be done. It just has to be done right. So, yeah, yeah. but it's still it, it's definitely tough. Yeah. 
Um, but that, that's what's so interesting about you know how artists have responded to this virus. It's just like, it's not stopped artists from doing their things. We've we've found ways around it. Right. In it in the in the horror, you, you can't stop creative people. No, absolutely <laughs> no. not. And in the horror community too, it's it's everyone for the most part is willing to give anything a chance. They just they love yeah. the medium and they love the genre so much that it might not yeah. be someone's cup of tea, but they're still going to give it a chance and they're still going to respect you for for giving mm-hmm. it its go, which I mean, it's great. Um yeah. Let's see here. Um so Terrifier was amazing. Do you have a tentative release date for Terrifier 2 at all or just um, we're, we're hoping for early next year. Okay. I, I would say early mid next year. Okay. So about that first. Yeah. We, we want to win. We want to get it out as soon as possible because I'm, I'm going to be filming my last scene coming up in this next month. It's this really awesome kill scene. Nice. <laughs> uh, it, it might rival the, the hacksaw scene. I think <laughs> nice. the first film. Yeah, so you, it's, it's gotta, pretty brutal. You got to up it every, every time you got to up it. I don't know if it's, it's going to be hard to up the. So you're. The, so you're telling us there's deaths in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Spoiler <laughs> we, we did alert. Start, oh yeah, just small. Yeah, but <laughs> we, we did start filming the, the first part of this thing back in I think February, and it's it just we we couldn't film it all back to back then because Damien had to go build the prosthetics for the rest of the scene because it gets pretty crazy. So it's. It's interesting, but when we're filming it that day, back in February, one of our crew members, who is a huge horror fan, huge horror fan, tough guy, you know, he's, and he he started to get woozy watching what we were doing, just oh. the beginning part of the scene. He's just like, I, I, guys, I'm sorry, I got to step out of the room. <laughs> That's how you know you're doing good work. You have to yeah, talk to your kid and that, that was our reaction. Like, wow, we're doing it well then. <laughs> we got Leo. Leo's freaking out. <laughs> there's, a, there's a quote that we, I guess all of us kind of uh, really love, I guess. It's a Rob Zombie quote called, mm-hmm. art is not safe. Well, that's what it is. Art is not safe. And yeah, your character is really taking that to the extreme. Art <laughs> is not safe. Or, no, or way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's horrible. <laughs> We love him. Yeah, like no one is safe with him. It's just like it, it, you don't know what he's going to do. And the thing is, too, it's like you know, like with most of these type of films, when you have the kill scene, you have maybe the first blow, and then you see the aftermath. Mm. And they, it usually just cuts away, and then you see whatever happened that later on. With our films, we don't cut away. We keep showing the whole entire kill happening. Right. And, and it's not just five seconds. It's, it keeps going. Right. And that's not only, like, an amazing scene. That really shows off your special effects department, too. Yeah. It really gives mm-hmm. them the, that respect that they deserve. Cause they, and that cutaway that's, that's, is... That's all Damien. That's it, all Damien. He, he, oh, he wow. did it all himself. That's, yeah, he... Even in part two, he basically did it all himself. He, we had hired some makeup people to help him, and they bailed about a week or so before we started filming Jeez. and that's that caused some delays with you know like what this and because he has to you know not only is he directing he's also having to build all the practical effects and the prosthetics and everything like that and there's a lot more of that in this film than there in the first film he's pretty much a so that writing. takes some time so we have to oh so yeah he wrote it directed it did all practical effects he does all the editing himself he's <sighs> a one-man army Jeez. was he a 
Was he grounded a lot as a kid? (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) It, It's so funny because you you see the stuff that he comes up with, and you would think he would just be like the craziest, most messed up person in real life. And Damien is such a laid-back, chill, nice dude. It's just like you you would – he's such an every guy. So it's just (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> you wouldn't know all of that is up there in his head. It's like, good God, man. <laughs> well, he's got an outlet to get it out. So Yeah, yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so we know Art the Clown likes blood and violence. What about David Howard Thornton? Are you a fan of the blood and violence, or is it just you kind of just fell into this role? A little bit of both, you know. It's like I, I was a little late to the game because, like, Growing up, my mom was very much opposed to horror films. She was easily scared, so she did not like horror films. So we didn't watch them in my family, really. So my dad would watch them late, late at night on Sci-Fi Channel or Cinemax or something like that when everybody had gone to bed. Yeah, and it, it, I didn't get into them until I was a senior in high school when Scream 2 came out because I had some uh, castmates invite me out and like one the girls I had a crush on in the cast wanted me to come. I'm like, okay, I can't chicken out now. <laughs> you can't do too much I, 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 blood I, and gore in a church theater, but <laughs> it depends, no. depends on what version of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> well, which which score are we talking about today? Because <laughs> right. if you read your Bible, there's a lot of messed up stuff in there. This is true. Whatever it's chapter like, you're reading. Like, Oh my gosh! I'm like that's the thing. It's like I like people start oh this and this this about the Bible. The Bible being posted that's like actually, yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> there's a whole section in the Bible where the Bible can it condones abortion as a form of slut shaming. So it's just like yeah. <laughs> Tabernacle. Like if a man thinks his wife cheated on him, you can take him take her to a priest, and the priest gives her this magic elixir that makes her you know have a miscarriage oh, that doesn't say that like, even though you can show me the verse it doesn't say that <laughs> oh, oh yeah like i said there's some messed up stuff there i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so no but we didn't do that kind of theater no no we're just like oh it's melted <laughs> so Moses, you know, he's gonna walk those people across the water <laughs> He's going to part it, and they're going to walk across. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there is, it's a far cry from what I used to do. So, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but it, it's fun. This was my first time when I did Terrify. I was doing anything with all this blood and stuff like that. So yeah, it's one that I, 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 I think it's really cool because I've always been the type of person. I like to see how things are done. You know, I, I, I grew up doing a lot of magic tricks and stuff like that, so I've always – I've always been more interested in how things are done and how things are made than the actual, the show itself. So I, I like being on set and seeing how all the practical effects are done and everything like that. That's, that's fun for me. And that's, what, it can be gross though. Oh, it can be yeah. gross at times. Oh, and that, yeah. that's one of the, the, the biggest things I love about the Terrifier movies. It's all practical effects. We, we can't right. get this guy to watch like anything yeah, that has doesn't CG. have like a little bit of CGI. I don't like, He's like nope, CGI. I'm out. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's cheating, but it's just like, it's, uh, I, it's an art it, form it, in itself. Yeah, it, what gets me is when they do CG blood. Yes. Oh, yeah. I feel like worst. blood yeah. splatters and stuff. I'm like, uh, look, because it never looks right. Like when, the, mm-hmm. even when they like have like someone get stabbed and the blood pulls out on their stomach under their shirt because they just don't want to have to keep doing different shirts and stuff like that. 
and, and it looks so fake. It just like yes. uh, I, I I hate it. That's what you know. I also get a give a mad props out. You know, like uh, Sam Raimi. You know, like with the, the Evil Dead series, and even like the Evil Dead uh, the, the TV show. It's like they kept doing all the practical effects, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, I remember like this one episode where it was just a constant stream of blood just going in Bruce Campbell's face, <laughs> and I'm just like. God, that had to have been a bitch to film that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked awesome. But oh, I, my side of it, I was like, oh, I feel your pain, Bruce. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, I bet he was like, oh, and they're like, okay, let's do it again. He's like, oh, no, again? Get the over-the-shoulder angle. Yeah. I, I don't care how yeah. hokey a practical effect looks. I will take it over CGI any day. I mean, that's what I grew oh, up on too. was the uh, the – cheesy slasher 80s horror films and it's just like when they chop somebody's head off you knew it was a, a dummy a prop dummy or oh, whatever oh, yeah. but it's like that's what made it great so yeah like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm glad you feel the Part same the way point. i do so. like the original oh, yeah. omen the glass slid over and obviously cut off the oh, dummy's God. head you have nine different slow-mo angles mm -hmm. of the dummy's head oh but it's so cool it's oh, so absolutely. cool it's just like good so that that sheet of glass is going <laughs> oh my god God, I love that. It, it's, <laughs> that's one of my favorite films, too. Uh, oh, horror films. It's, it's and great. So it's like well, it's that, so that, good. It's that kind so of good. brings me to the next uh, question for you: is like, how vast of knowledge do you think you have in the the horror movie genre? I, I would say I have an average knowledge. Damien, though, is like an encyclopedia. <laughs> you have a lifeline. It, it, it's insane. <laughs> He's just like I, I. When we were coming up with ideas for kills for part two, I would come up with something, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that was done in this." B movie that came out in 1950. I'm like, how do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never even heard of that movie. He's like, oh yeah, no one has. But I, his whole thing is like, he doesn't want to rip off someone. So if he does take ideas from other people, he wants to do it like as an homage. Right. But he doesn't yeah. want to just flat out just rip off someone else's kill. Like, yeah, like, I had an idea for a kill where I wanted to do like some kind of marionette type of thing and then he's like well you know they did that in Nightmare on Elm Street Part mm -hmm. 3 I'm like I know I know <laughs> and they kind of did that at Killer Clowns too with the pup I'm like I know I know <laughs> but it'll be fun he's like but yeah but we don't want to take off you know we want to do something new and it's, and it's harder to do new things now because there's so much that has already been done so it's, try, it's trying to think, think of new things it's just like oh okay what are we going to do and I, as I think with us it's like we might do some things that you might have seen in some other films, but we take it to the extremes. Which we just don't cut away. We keep yeah. going with it. Yeah. It's been oversaturated here and there, but I mean, like there's only so much like the human body can do or take or whatever. I mean, you got to just keep it creative. Yeah. Like something lower quality has probably done something, but putting your own spin on it is accepting. Like, yeah, it's still oh, yeah. in itself. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Especially when you see like the practical effects he's, he's built for the like there's this one dummy that he made for this where it he put in a breathing mechanism into it so it looked like the character was actually like it was I, I could not tell the difference between when it was on screen I could not tell the difference between the actor and the practical effects. Wow, it's like I it was it, it was amazing the amount of all the spatial because. This person had, you know, beard stubble and stuff like that too. So he had all this beard stubble on there. I'm like, my 
God, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would like to play a game with you if you're if you're willing and wanting to. Sure, I could do right. that. So that's why the question of your your knowledge of horror movies because oh, okay. uh, this uh, <laughs> I just went off on a tangent. No, you, <laughs> go right ahead. Uh, so this is going to be called a game that's going to be called Killer Diaries, and basically each of us okay. wrote two di- uh, diary entries a piece, and your job oh. is as we're after we read it. You have to tell us what horror villain wrote that journal entry. Oh, that's fun. Okay. It, it doesn't only... Okay. I guess it's not just within the realm of horror villain. It, it's like the horror movie, too. So. Cool. So, And if, if you need a hint, we'll gladly give you a hint. Uh, none okay. of None of us know each other's, so you could also, if you want to ask the other ones for advice, you can do that as well. This is your episode. (laughs) (laughs) And if you win, you just get to brag. (laughs) So I'll go go first. You get a brand new car. Yes. (laughs) So I'll go first with the first uh, uh, journal entry here. Uh, So, And this is my first time reading them out loud, so it sounded cool in my head when I wrote it. And as I'm reading it, I'm probably like, yeah, this is stupid. (laughs) All right, so here we go (laughs) with entry number one. You would think with all the lessons I teach that I would learn my own lesson by now. That's my curse, I suppose. I have to always top myself. I have grand visions, and I won't accept anything less. I guess I'm trapped in that mindset. The cost of materials these days are just outrageous. I really should go back to the old days where there was less work to do. I could just lie there and let the others do all the work. Oh, well. I really wasn't much of a uh, mentor back then i got it who said that jigsaw you got it boom okay (laughs) all right i threw in some hints there so that was that was a nice one i lobbed up there so okay my first oh yeah that was good though that was good because i i I really i I love that character It's it's such a brilliant idea oh yeah absolutely that was i think like a you know it was something new that like that that first saw movie that that ending oh my when the, god, the twist I, is revealed, I, man. Ooh. Oh my god! I, 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 my, my best friend and I were watching that, and we were both like, "No, what? Yeah. <laughs> the guy in the floor the whole time." Like, I usually I pick oh, up on things really? like that, but I was like, "Man, like there hasn't been a movie since where the twist at the end has like got me like that." Dude. No, All that's right. probably one of my favorite twists ever in the movie. That and right. the mist. Oh, oh yes, I hate. I had a, I had a theory was, like, about the mist the punch. other day. You got a theory about it? Yeah, like the lady, uh-huh. the lady in the the store wanted to kill the kid, and they're like, "No, no, no, don't do it." But then they were in the car, mm-hmm. and when he shot the kid, then the 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 military came. I think if that lady uh-huh. would actually killed the kid in the store, it would all ended. Mm-hmm. You did tell sure. us. About I did that. tell you yeah. about that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this first one's uh, it, this is a lob. This isn't even a lob. This is a t-ball. <laughs> all right. Okay. Dear diary. Well, it was fire again. Why always fire? It's always fire, fire, fire. Yes, fire hurts, but it hurts my feelings more. If people would just take a second to get to know me, they'd realize that I'm not all that bad. Or if they would just take the time to treat me like an equal now and then. I always try to dress my best, but it's hard to find a Christmas sweater in June. And if they would just say, hey, I like your hat now and then, I would smile. Or offer me some face cream. This is so witchy. 
Anyways, <laughs> I gotta go. This is your dream boat. Hee <laughs> <laughs> hee. Well, that's obviously Freddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, but, but at, at first, before you got into the sweat, I was like, this could actually be Carrie as well. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just like Lonnie's yeah. voice there. He like went <laughs> so like cute. all high pitched and. <laughs> yeah. So all great. Right. All right. Well, you're two for two. Good job. Uh, I did mine a little bit different than a journal oh, entry, so oh, it's great. more like... Um, <laughs> this is the second time in a row you have came into this. You did perfect the first time, and the last two times you've, like, shit the bed on it. Oh, it's it's a really pretty shit, though. You're going to love it. <clears throat> All right, so the first one. Uh, she danced under the moonlight, the innocent glow in her eyes. It's raining, she said. It's raining, she said. She was an angel, her radiance swirling in soft oblivion. It's raining, she said. It's raining, she said, while others hid behind their masks. Delighted, she danced and laughed. It's raining, she said. It's raining, she said. Pure and naive, this little girl, unaware of the evil in this world. It's raining, she said. It's raining, raining red. What the oh, boy. hell? What the hell is that? You're, you're supposed to make it easy yeah, or make sense. Now, now, knowing you, Justin, is this a movie that normal people would watch? Yeah. Because you watch some we'll weird see. stuff. I kept it relatively easy. Is this I another kung fu movie that you said was horror? <laughs> that was horror. <laughs> no. Um, any any guesses, Sir David? Oh God, I'm. It's raining. It's raining. God, I, I'm 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 pen drawing a little bit of a blank here. The sinker is the last line. It's raining red. It's raining red. It's raining red. I, I, I think it, it. It's raining red. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> part of me thought of you know the uh, the, the Evil Dead remake. <laughs> no, with it raining uh, red. No, but this, no. Any any of you guys? I, that's what I, I was thinking. I, of the Evil yeah, Dead remake. Yeah, it's a Curse of Michael Myers Halloween. It's the little girl standing on a tree saying it's raining red. Oh. The, the one that I've seen like once. Yeah, <laughs> with Ant Man. Is that the? I was gonna say the yeah. Paul Rudd one. Yeah, that makes sense. That oh god, good job, good had, job. Oh a, my god, good. it had a nice cadence. You, you, met, you mentioned the whole thing with the masks and stuff like that. So at first I did think Michael Myers for a second, but. Don't don't encourage him. I'll give him half. We're we're trying to (laughs) spray him with a spray bottle for this behavior. (laughs) All right, so we're going with my second one here. This one might be easy. These two guys are going to give me crap because they're going to probably know right away what it is because I it's one of my go to things. So, all right, and it's not Uncle Uncle Buck. I'll tell you that. (laughs) The great outdoors. (laughs) All right, so dear diary. You don't know me because I found you in the backpack of one of these dead cheerleaders. I thought cheerleaders were supposed to be full of pep. Not these ones. They started crying and pissing themselves the moment they saw me, acting like I was messing up their day. They act like they saw the boogeyman or something. Hmm. The boogeyman. That actually doesn't sound so bad. Maybe I am the boogeyman. Well, off I go. I've had my next art project in mind for a while. It seems kind of fishy, but it will definitely get me out of my artistic block I've been in have lately. Who said that? Or who who wrote that? Huh. I got so stupid all of a sudden. Give me a clue. Oh, let's see. 
Um, Rob Zombie. That's your question. Uh, Rob Zombie, you said? Mm-hmm. Cheerleaders. Oh, my God. Uh, Boogeyman. 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 I'll give you. I'll give you another clue. Uh huh. The boogeyman is real, and you found him. Oh my god! I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It's 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 it's. I can take the actor's name too. It's not Richard Brake, though. It's the other one. Yeah. Oh. He's been in 8,461 horror movies. <laughs> oh, I know. Bill Mosley. So, um, I'm, yeah, from like uh, the, 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 um, <laughs> oh my God, not Spalding, of course, but, um, I am, uh, Oh, yeah, 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 you got it from, House, yeah. <laughs> from House of a Thousand Corpses, my, one of yeah. my all time favorite movies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I had a real, I had a really think there though. I was just like, oh my god, yeah. I was like, okay, okay, cheerleaders, cheerleaders, okay. <laughs> well, you're, th- you're th- <laughs> so got- I know this is not Spalding, but I'm like, I was having to search for his name there. I was like, Bill, Bill would hate me for not getting that. <laughs> I love Bill. Bill would be like Mosley. Dave, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, you and Bill Mosley, you would have great uh, chemistry in a movie together. I think. Oh yeah. We wanted to get him into uh, part two, actually, but we didn't have a part for him. Oh, you could have given him anything. He could have been like man number 35 and he would have done it. Oh, I I know, but it's just like we wanted to do something to give him, you know, something to do him justice. Right. Right. kind of part. We didn't want just like, and Bill Mosley playing, you know, (laughs) janitor. Janitor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you're three, you're three for four. Uh, Lonnie, number two. All right. This one's from my favorite movie of this genre. All right. Whoa, what a horrible first day at work. First off, this job is freaky to start off with, with all these, with all this dead shit. Then there's this crazy old man told me about this movie that apparently is a true story. I don't fucking believe him. And then he took me downstairs and told me it was a government cover-up and some shit, but he showed me this canister had some writing on it, and he hit it, and shit came out and made me feel all sick. And now the only thing I can think of is Tina coming down here and giving me some head. But not what you're thinking about, not the sexual way. Man, I'm so cold, and I feel sick. Man, I'm just so hungry. I wish someone would send more cops. You got me baffled there. Oh, my God. I was thinking Night of the Museum. <laughs> ben Stiller. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's crazy. Um, this is well known. This is well known. You said it's one of your favorite movies. Absolutely. This is my favorite zombie movie of all time. Ah, gosh, that makes it harder for me in some ways. Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish it was Shaun of the Dead, but <laughs> not Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it is not Dawn of the Dead. I I, I kind of suck with zombie movies to tell you the truth. I, I get them all confused in my head. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, my God. This one was kind of the first one of its kind. Maybe it was Night, more, Night of the Living Dead. Not Night of the Living Dead. Close. It was kind of okay. al- almost seen as a black comedy when it came out. Oh, my God. I, Damien is going to kick me out. Damien is a zombie oh, movie no. expert. So it's just like, oh, my God. It's just like, oh, 
like I said, I, I suck when it comes to zombie movies. I get them all confused. Oh, like right. Yeah, that's why I'm just like. Uh, you got, you got, <laughs> like literally. Uh, <laughs> you got of the living dead right. That was unintentional. <laughs> What's that? You got of the living dead right though. Yeah. Just finding the right. Dawn, getting... Dawn of the living dead. Night of the living dead. <laughs> Dawn of the planet apes. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Return of the Living Dead. That is correct. Return, yeah, yeah, okay, Return, okay. And it was yeah, that's, that's what's hard. It's like there, there's so many Living Dead movies, so it's just like, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I kept, the, I have not seen those in forever. Right, and I kept the theme alive. That was Freddy from from Return of the Living Dead as well. So it's Freddy, <laughs> Freddy Krueger, and Freddy from Return of the Living Dead. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, you're. Uh, Three out of five now, soon to be three out of six, because Justin is <laughs> going to be ridiculously yeah, hard. Yeah. I feel like he might be able oh, to yeah. get this one. The wind blows. So, okay, let's, let's see. Yeah. Is, All it, right. is it a haiku as well? It is a, <laughs> cha- a haiku. Cha- change on the floor. It's a little poem. The blood drip. I was, I was feeling emotional this morning, so Apparently. I wanted to write something. Yeah. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> the moss grows thick here along the dark and jagged stone. The dampness mus- muffles my cries. This is where I waste and rot alone. I was never supposed to be here. I was never supposed to exist. Mama loved me so before her madness, and by her hand fate would twist. Atop the hill of Shelter Mountain, at darkened dust the tree would burn. A collection of memories I'd share, this bitter torment I'd part and yearn. See my pictures, cry and subvert. With their willing response, I want them all to hurt. So commence the countdown, a gift of burning abrasions. Run as you like, face me at hollow static invasions. Terror and void is my play, as the circle above spectrically portrays. In my blackened eyes, the ring of rage. Nobody survives after seven days. Oh, this is the, um, the ring. Boom. Um, That's it. I got it. No? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I did? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm just trying to remember yeah, her name. Um Oh, uh, tomorrow. What, oh, what, that's it. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Wow. Cool. Well, you got half it's of like them. The, the blackened okay. eyes and the, the seven days. And I was like, okay, now I know. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking hatchet for some reason. When you were like by the water, I'm like, oh, fuck it. He means hatchet. She's in the whale, man. Yeah. That, that, was, that was very well written, though. I like, I like that one. That was, like, that was creative. I was thinking but, uh, yeah. Mommy Dearest at first and then, yeah. Totally. I've watched way too much B movies. <laughs> Those are the best. So, all right. Well, you got four out of six, so that's pretty good. Pretty darn yeah. good. Woo! And one of those being one of Justin's. So, <laughs> to get, two, supposed to get two points for that one. That's, that's a lot to brag about. So, <laughs> no, but yeah. Well, uh, we're about at the hour mark here with you, but. Uh, oh wow! That one like that. I know. Yeah, it does. Uh, but before we get going, I mean. I, again, I know confidentiality contracts and stuff like that. You can't say too much about it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. what's something you can leave us with about Terrifier 2? Terrifier 2 is, I, I like to quote, I, 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 when I was on set and everything like that, we would always call it T2. <laughs> and there's a reason for it because, like, you know, you have Terminator 2. And, you know, how Terminator 1 was a great movie. But Terminator 2 just took things further and just improved on everything that was great in the first film. And that's how we look at Ter- Terrifier 2. We've, we've, we've addressed er- all the little, the criticisms that we had is no plot. People are like, Oh, there's not much plot. I'm like, okay, we're, we're adding more of a narrative element, a lot more character development and stuff like that. So 
So I would say like Terrifier 2 is going to be a kind of like, you know, a Terminator 2 for the horror world in a lot of ways. I, I, I hope it's just, I think everything's just bigger and better and more ambitious. And, and I, I think everybody's going to love our heroine in this, our, our, our final girl, Sienna. She is just such a, you know, Ellen Ripley, um, you know, type of character, Sarah Connor type of character, which just kicks ass. If she can, she, cause art needs someone that's going to be able to go toe to toe with him, you know? Right. right. And awesome. I, I, I think he, he, he's found something like that. The, the yin to his yang, the Batman to his Joker. <laughs> so it's very exciting. It's a fun movie. It's, it's one thing we really focused on, you know, not only making like the middle chunk really fun and everything like that, but we, I mean, I talked about this, like, I mean, the movie has to start with a bang and it has to go out with a bang. Those are the parts people remember most about a movie. Absolutely. Like, and so like, the first part of the movie, boom, where we just go out with the craziness and the, the gore on the top. And we, we start exactly where Terrifier, the first film, left off. We pick up there. That's And fantastic. then we jump ahead a year. And then to the last quarter, the like, last part of the, um, yeah, the last quarter of the film is nuts. <laughs> it, it's just awesome. You got all of us over here so like, like I can't wait. Amped up. I mean, it's, it's going to be oh, so I'm fantastic. excited. Drop us a... I, I can't wait to see all this stuff. And they recently filmed uh, a stinger for the end of the film recently uh, with a uh, that I'm not in, unfortunately. Well, no, I might be in it actually. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. I can never but, uh, it, or it's a really cool scene. It's a really cool scene with a surprise guest that oh. we have not announced yet. Oh. Bill mostly. Oh. <laughs> 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 I think what we yeah, might it, what we might cool. have to do here is when it when it's completed and it's ready to be released. We should try to get you out here. We've got a an Alamo movie theater, Alamo Draft House movie theater out here that oh, likes fun. to play a uh, a lot of movies that may not get like an actual theater theatrical release. But we should uh, mm-hmm. when it, when it comes time, we should keep in contact and we should see if we can get you and Damien or whatever out here and have like mm-hmm. a couple screenings or something out at the Alamo Draft House because yeah. I know yeah. uh, we talked about that road show. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Omaha would freaking love Huge to have you guys out here. Yeah. yeah, that's it's a big horror yeah. movie com- community out here. So I was actually in Omaha, God, back ten years ago, 2010, with uh, The Grinch. Oh, I oh, lit oh, the Christmas cool. tree that year. Really interesting. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I lit the Christmas tree, and you it was snowing. <laughs> it just started snowing, and I, I, I turned out like, look, everybody, I brought snow. <laughs> <laughs> You were, here, you, were, you were here 10 years ago and you never came back. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I, I remember going to Wheatley's there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yeah. That, that, that's where we would always, because we were performing at the theater right around the corner from there. Oh, okay. And we stayed at the little hotel that was really close. It was a really nice hotel. It had really good cookies. Did, did, uh, yeah, did you have steak or prime rib while you were out here? Oh, of course. I was gonna say it's like, it's nothing like what they have in New York. Oh, <laughs> my God, no, that, it's so that, good. That cow was my, my slaughtered early this morning. <laughs> oh yeah, it was so good, so delicious. So it's I remember so seeing a interview with Damien talking about how he kind of wants to possibly settle with a trilogy and cap that off. Like, 
Does two mm-hmm. leaves it open for possible art coming back? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. We, we definitely set up some things. We're not done talking about art yet. Um, don't 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 kill two yet. Like we're, we yeah. still need our two fix. I'm excited about three. Excited. And I like the, the whole Terminator two calling it T two. That that yeah. gets me even more yeah, excited yeah. too. So, all right, David. Well, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna kick you loose. But before we go, where can people find you? What are your socials? Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under David Howard Barton. And I also do uh, cameo videos as well. So if you if you want like a, some kind of birthday video or something like that, I, I do that. So I'm on cameo under my same name too david howard thornton or david h thornton or something like that some variation of it but you can find me on there perfect well thank you so much for for calling in and letting us pick your brain about horror and comedy and everything fun but yes you're a super humble guy i you're you're very uh very uh what's the word i'm looking for just one of the dudes yeah you're down to earth and i mean on top of that i mean you're an amazing actor and And much respect for your craft you know what's funny is we work with local actors who are who are assholes compared to this guy wow you said that i didn't say that i will gladly i did not say that i'm a i'm a writer so i mean if they if they if they come at me they're gonna get shitty parts oh yeah i I don't blame you it's just I, I uh, I've worked with those same types too, and just like no one wants to work with them. Mm, right. It's just no, I, I don't like. That's the one thing we've been so fortunate on with both films. Like we've everybody that's been part of the cast and crew. And there's been no egos or anything like that. Everybody's just been one big huge happy family, just having fun and stuff like that. Right. So, and like I said, that's the joy of <laughs> horror. It's just a community of people who love to mm-hmm. love to see some blood and guts and, and yeah. have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's great. <laughs> All right, David. Well, thank you for taking time to talk to us. Uh, and, you know, best of luck with uh, the rest of filming Terrifier 2. Well, thank you very much. And we can't wait to get it out to you guys. Oh. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, we will All be right. back in just a moment. Wow, that was a whole lot of fun. That was. He's such a nice, humble guy. He's like the dude who you like invite over to like a script reading, and then he stays on your couch for like the next three months. I really didn't feel like he was going to kill me. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> and you know, characters. a question I was going to ask him, and then I think one of you guys asked a question I totally forgot was, I feel like he, he got the part. Like I feel like once he read. They Boom. stopped auditions. Like he's it, one hundred percent, absolutely, it. yeah. Oh, that was our interview with David Howard Thornton, uh, Art the Clown. If you guys have not seen Terrifier yet, do it. God, check it out. It, it is so fucking amazing. Two ways to do it: you can either do it on Amazon Video, Amazon Prime Video. Prime Video. They just took it off Shutter, so now it's been pushed to Netflix. Netflix, is it on not Shutter. Yeah, but, but if oh, you. It was not. It was never on Shutter. I'm pretty sure I watched it on Shutter. You didn't watch You're it. You're full on of Shutter. Shutter. <laughs> no. But it's also on Tubi. Tubi. And Tubi is 100% Tubi. free. Tubi. So Tubi. Tubi. 
But yeah, I mean, you are not going to be disappointed with these Terrifier movies. Unless um, you don't like blood and guts. Then yeah. you will be terrified. Or if, <laughs> or if you're a female and you have a vagina. and <laughs> Or if you're a female and you don't have a vagina. And like he you, said, like when he brought up the mist, um, you can just do what I do and shut it off. At a certain. I, right? I, I feel like I should clarify movies what are... I just said there I, uh, with the women and vagina. That it's because there's a scene in the movie that involves... Spoilers! A woman's vagina. Getting fishboned. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. uh, no, that that was super fun, and um, you know, for, he got me. I was already excited for Terrifier too, but I can see that. Just his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that the the table's tilted, but uh, no. If we could have talked to him for like three more hours. I feel like I we had to cut off half of our notes. I think we're gonna have to get him back, and like you know, he was saying, Damien. You know, right. Maybe get him on too to talk about it. I mean, to and to hear about Damien that he. Yo, wrote so it, directed it, shit. did the effects. Our the blood effect guy edited. needs to step his game up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay. our blood guy does a good job. He does blood and D and D. Absolutely. So story writing. So itself. yeah, Terrifier too, and we we are gonna work on getting them out here for a uh, couple movie premieres of Terrifier two at the Alamo Draft. I just want him to come out so we can all hang out. He doesn't. He he does feel like. It like, just feels like another dude. Yeah, like right. I feel like he's probably straight edge too, or something <laughs> along those lines. I don't like straight edge people; they're all assholes. <laughs> this dude had a story. Go, tell it, tell it. All right, so, <laughs> so I'm at work. So I was balls deep in this elephant, right? <laughs> and I was walking uh, a customer up front because we have to with COVID going on. We we weren't letting people try any of the masks on, so to prevent that from happening, we would have to walk the mask up. So I walked the mask up and the, one of the people that I was walking the mask up for didn't go around to the cash register. Like I thought it was. And he's like looking at me and he's just like, you should. and I'm like, what? And keep, keep in mind, I'm like probably like 15 feet from him. I'm walking towards him and he's like, at least 20 and, kilometers. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you stretch. And I'm like, what? So after like the third time, it's like I finally heard him. He's like, you straight edge? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I saw the tattoo on the back of your leg. But I'm just like, why the hell are you asking like, it like you're why trying to sell whispering? him drugs? You know? yeah. It's like, you want some weed? So, probably. I mean, but he thought that was cool. So, I mean, that was, yeah. Did he just, say that's cool? Or did yeah, he, he just did. insinuate that's cool? No, he's like, because he could have been like, no, it was get, it was genuine. Like that's cool, man. Like 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 me too type of thing. But I think right. he probably saw by the look in my face that I was a little freaked out because of the way he was like. You serious? He's <laughs> his first word was probably you serious? <laughs> <laughs> you grown ass man, you still straight edge? You serious? No, let's talk about straight edge. So a lot of people say you know it's it, it straight edge is somebody that doesn't. Don't drink, drink alcohol, doesn't uh, use tobacco products, doesn't use drugs. But there's others that... Don't drink, don't smoke, don't fuck. And yeah, and don't have sex. Wait, that's that's not straight edge. Well, I've never, I've never incorporated the sex part as being straight edge. You don't incorporate sex? You have sex or straight edge? <laughs> well, Jeremy's, Jeremy's the most straight edge person then. Because he doesn't drink, smoke, do drugs, or fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Join the monkhood. Ladies. 
the most straight edge man on earth. Women want what they can't have, right? And you keep denying them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a line of drop panties. I'm, I'm denying them left and right. Door. Someday. Someday. Someday there. I'll be that that oh, guy that like, sir. Once once their life goes to shit <laughs> and the people that they are with or want to be with have denied them, then I'm their safety net. They could be like, I wanted to shoot that combo, but uh, I guess How did I'll... we get on this subject, by the way? You I, brought I, I, it up. No, I did not. <laughs> yes, you did. So. You said, what's straight edge? And I told you, and, and then we got on a sex, sex. And, and then, then you we said, oh, uh, Jeremy's the most straight edge because he doesn't drink, smoke, or have sex. Because that is truth. So then it came it back up. around and having like some tea and crumpets with Sir David Howard Thornton but because we were going to hang out. Did you know if you buy a small plot of land in Scotland, in Scotland yes, you can be called a lord? Lord or lady? Why would you want to be called that? Because you'd be called a fucking lord. I got, I got, uh. Do you uh, want, like, a I title? I got ordained in a minister, as a minister, so I could be called priest. Or, you okay. touch kids? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Reminder, this is Fred Durst. That's my Fred Durst. You want to come and get the rolling, rolling, rolling? You see, we're letting this all out now because if we did an interview like this with David Howard Thornton, he would have hung up after five minutes. guys. Is that Bill Cosby over there? <laughs> you should do voice cameos as, <laughs> That's as what we Bill should Cosby. Like, Just hiding behind the curtain. David, so is, no one knows. David is huge into voices. I remember seeing a video. He's doing like 100 We could do a dual voices. He'd be uh, like, hey, this is my best Mark Hamill. And I'd be like, that could be a game that we play next time with him when we have him on. Is He can do impressions and we have to guess who it is. Yeah, who is this? It's the friend of the nurse. That sounds like it. Sounds this is my Samuel Jackson. He's going to be like, now you're going to go and take a laugh. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to name a celebrity and even you just do your best impression All right, of him. I got I got it. All right. You you think of a couple too. Okay. All right. Do Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. What? What? I don't tip. You just going back to like a Shit, I broke my pen. Bill Cosby slash. This is the smallest violin for all the <laughs> waitresses. Like, pick, pick, pick a celebrity for a voice for him to do. Fran Dreschner. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is the smallest violin. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's method, man. He's... We're the only ones that find this fun. <laughs> Bring it out. Give him more. Dance, monkey, dance. Uh, Danny Glover. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Cookie. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh. If you're doing a Bill Cosby impression, you could do that. You just get a Fat Albert. And <laughs> do Fred Durst doing Fat Albert. <laughs> hey, trying to keep on rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Right. Just one of them days. Let's see. I don't know what we're doing here. I don't either. We've uh, lost. We, we got to kill control. some time. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, so, well, we're gonna start filming here again. Uh, I think before 
next podcast. Yeah. yeah. Seven days. Seven days were in location. And you Seven fuckers days. are going to make me carry those big heavy things up the steps again. Yes. And no, I'm we're gonna not going to have as much I'm going to have another asthma attack, which I haven't had in like fucking 20-some years. The thing is, is we're not <laughs> going to carry all that equipment because we don't need it all. Good. We just went up there to test the space. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. project number two is We don't need all that stuff, yeah. guys. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, this one's going to be uh, uh, quite uh, a challenge. It's, a, it's a ambitious. It's, 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 it's interesting for me because this is the first thing that I haven't wrote that I'll be directing. Right. You wrote it and I'll be directing it. Yeah. I and totally against it at first, but I talked him into it, so you're good there. So. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny? Like, I've wrote plenty in my life. I've wrote stuff for articles. I've wrote stuff for stories. I've wrote stuff that has been published. I've never wrote something that other people have acted out. And when we did our first script reading, I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking terrible. I mean, you, you, you do get that way. Like, when you – the first time I had people read something that I wrote, I was like – I felt that same way where I was like, oh, my God, this sounds like shit. These people are probably just like, this is dumb. But, I, like, you've said to me a, a hundred times, everybody's their own worst critic. Well, right. And, and I try to write – like, I try to write dialogue like people talk. And my biggest critique of myself is I write like a story. So it's just things I was hearing were this doesn't read like dialogue. This reads like a story, especially the ending where I was like, I don't like the way this reads. It reads like a like a, a soliloquy and not like a like a parting line. Well, and without giving too much away, part of this movie was something I told myself I would never do. And it's a certain kind of movie oh it's a genre yeah it's a genre I mean, but i always said i would never do a, a movie like that because it has to be done the right way and it's difficult to do but i think we did well with it i think we're yeah. gonna do well with yeah. it and i mean it sucks because we can't really come out and say it because it's gonna Give ruin them so we're just gonna talk movie. more about it and people are like what the fuck is it yeah yeah, so. yeah all let's talk I mean, about politics we've never made gay porn before so oh, okay you, you haven't made gay porn gay Guaypoupon. Yeah. You say let's I'm talk politics? Just F that. Yeah, we just switched topics about? already. Get it, stay with us, man. <laughs> <laughs> when gay porn comes up, we come up, man. <laughs> Support. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gay. I'm just easily you're just manipulated. Gay for, you're just gay for porn. <laughs> oh, man. You guys. But what are you looking forward to this next weekend besides the, the filming? I hurt my back, so. Yeah, I know. And you had me chop it for some <laughs> stupid-ass reason. That was the funniest <laughs> thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I thought he was going to massage it. No, you don't turn around and go, like, well, after body. I just chop you on the chest, you don't turn around and go, no, do it here. No, I said, <laughs> I hurt my back. And then goes, You did not chop. say. I did. You, you said, do my back. And then I was like. You uh. didn't say, oh, <laughs> I hurt my back. You clearly said, oh, do my back. Yeah. So that is that. That's episode twelve, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. That was a fun episode. We had David Howard Thornton, also known as Arthur Clown, super nice guy. Next week, I'm behind the wheel. You are. I know you were supposed to. We be said that last time. This week, but yeah, but we got interrupted by a horror icon. Right. So, Paco got a hold well of worth this. It. I'm like, really? Yeah. 
Paco's cool. got us that one. Paco, Paco. So I'm up on, I'm on the fence if I want to do a super soft as fuck episode or if I want to go. You had two weeks to figure that out. Dark and scary. Then again, I always Sup- do that. Soft as fuck or super scary. I think we should go soft as fuck. Soft as fuck. You want to go? You want to go a super soft episode? Let's do it. We don't normally right. do that. We're sensitive right. men too, right? We can All be right. sensitive. You want to? You want to go soft as fuck? Okay. So the movie reviews we're we're gonna watch is gonna be Milo and Otis. Oh okay. no! I cry every time I see that. Good. Okay. Okay. Bring the waterworks. Let's do it. I can come. I can come up something better than Milo and Otis. I think I think there's a new uh, My Little Pony movie we can watch. Well, you know how to get a hold of me, so let me know. <laughs> yeah, right between the legs. Take, uh. take us home, Justin. Well, that is it. Episode 9. I totally forgot to wish uh, David a happy early birthday. His birthday is in two weeks. So, thanks. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday David. to you. I hope you kill a lot of women for your birthday. Don't no impressions. No happy impressions. Birthday. Let's just ride this out. Ride this out. Come back in two weeks, guys. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> this guy. That's episode twelve happy of the BPT, birthday. the boundless pod trap. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pod Trap can bring you. <laughs>